Hello, amazing parents and caretakers, and welcome to the Pumped Up Parenting Podcast. I'm your family empowerment coach, Celia Kibler. I'm a mom of a blended family of five kids. I'm a grandma of nine kids, an author, a teacher, a speaker, and a consultant with over 40 years of training and real-life parenting experience. I'm here to offer you practical, doable tips, strategies, and techniques that will pump up your parenting skills and create peace, love, and laughter throughout your family. In addition, I'll be interviewing some great humans that are on a mission to make your life a better, happier, and healthier life. So let's not waste any time and get started with the next episode of the Pumped Up Parenting Podcast. Thanks for listening. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Pumped Up Parenting Podcast. We're talking stress today and and how to manage it and how to get rid of it because why? It's no good for you. So I have brought on my guest, Elizabeth Andreevsky, and she is a stress coach. So this is her specialty, is de-stressing the stressed. So we're going to talk to her and find out all kinds of great ideas that you can do, because let's face it, parents, we can get pretty stressed out. So Elizabeth, welcome to the Pumped Up Parenting Podcast. Thank you for having me here. I'm really excited to share my story and share some tips for your audience. My pleasure. And I'm I'm also excited you're here to help us because I know there's going to be a few valuable tips that we can start doing today to really relieve the stress that happens, especially as we get closer and closer to the holidays. I feel like that's mm-hmm. a huge stress time. Oh, for sure. For sure. So Elizabeth, if you would just tell our listeners about you, um, your family and, and how you kind of got into this and while you're at it, don't forget to throw in a website so they can reach you. Okay. Yeah. So I can just say the website right now. So then it's easier. So I don't forget it. So I created a page just for your listeners with some free resources And it's emotionallyhealthylegacy.com slash P-U-P. So for pumped up parenting, so P-U-P. And it's going to have some uh, positive affirmations um, after you lost your cool with your kids. Oftentimes mom experienced so much guilt when it comes to that. So just positive affirmations to shift your mindset, help you cool off and then, you know, make things right with your kids. And then um, some free resources with how to reduce overwhelm right now, like right now, things that you can do to lower that overwhelm in your mind. And then um, a free training that's like how to be less triggered, practical things you can do today to feel less triggered just in life and obviously kids and family as well. Exactly. I love it. Thank you for doing that. Yeah. Yes. And well, you know, I'm sure you can add it in the show notes. So my name is Elizabeth. I am 33 years old and I have four kids. I have three boys and a girl. My oldest is 10. Then I have a seven-year-old and a five-year-old, three boys, and then a baby girl who is 15 months old. So we have a full house, a full of energy, and I am living in the midst of all this, you know, and also running an online business, helping overwhelmed moms reduce mental stress. So then they can be more patient and calm with their kids. My story started 
uh, several years ago. It was pre-COVID. And um, I was struggling parenting my third son. I felt like he was curious on George. He was a curious George on steroids. I literally felt like I was putting out fires all day long. I literally could not sit and like relax for a moment. He was constantly getting into something. He was just such a busy body. And I was feeling so drained by having so much energy go to one child. And one of my friends recommended for me to go to counseling. And I was a little bit resistant at first because I'm like, well, I figured out parenting with the other two. You know, why should I go to counseling? But my insurance covered it. I'm like, hey, why not? Maybe I'll learn something that could be helpful. And I was introduced to like respectful parenting or, you know, gentle parenting, positive parenting, so many terms for it. But I was introduced to a whole new world of parenting. I literally did not even know it existed. I was raised in a traditional type of parenting home where it's like, if the parent said it, you just do it. Like anger is not acceptable. Just like no questions asked, you know, this is what needs to get done. You respect your parents. You can't question them. Um, even though I had a really close relationship with my mom, cause she was more empathetic and checked in with us every evening. But with my dad, it was just like, you know, it's a good relationship, but it's not close because there isn't that emotional connection. And he didn't know any better, right? Like they just, they didn't know any better. They weren't parented that way. Anyways, I had to do a lot of unlearning, a lot of doing things differently. I had to change my mindset so much because I was raised to see that kids are defiant and then you need to literally spank it out of them. You need to force it to get them to listen to you. Like there wasn't that thing as like connection. It's like you break their will. They're so strong-willed, you literally need to just force it out of them. But it would create so much tension with my kids. And I did not like how that felt. And this whole new way of parenting felt really hard in the beginning because seeing things from a different lens was not easy. Seeing as my child as someone who's struggling and is having a problem instead of being a problem and like breaking my old automatic ways of threatening and just coming alongside them and just helping them feel seen, heard and understood. Like I was raised to like, just shut your mouth and stop crying. Like, I don't want to hear it. And this was so challenging for me to like break my old ways of thinking and shifting my mindset. And then obviously shifting my actions and doing things differently. The difference is remembering that our children are human. You know, I tell parents all the time, because of course I'm on this mission to stop a million parents from yelling at their kids. And they go, well, how do you stop yelling? And I tell them the way you stop yelling is by eliminating the need to yell. That mm -hmm. is the single way to stop yelling learning how to calm yourself down, learning how to de-stress, learning how to relax, learning how to approach things differently is all extremely important. But what you put into place in your parenting so that you no longer have the need to yell, those puzzle pieces have to be there. And, you know, like, it's what I teach parents so that they don't have to yell because then, of course, you know, what we were talking about before our podcast is when we yell, we feel guilty and we feel terrible and we feel like horrible moms. 
you know, or, or dads, dads too. I mean, same thing. We all feel bad. I've never met anybody that feels good about screaming and yelling at their kids. You know? I know. Yeah. Nobody, nobody, especially I feel like moms feel this extra weight of guilt. Um, we just process things a little bit differently than men. I think, you know, we have this extra higher standard on ourselves. And I think part of the reason um, it was really hard for me to reparent myself or like do things differently is because I was raised with the mindset that your kids are a reflection of how you're doing as a parent. So the more you can control your child, the better they behave and listen to you, the better of a parent you are. And if they misbehave, especially in public and other people can see it, it's like shame on you. You're not controlling your kids enough. You're not a good enough parent. And I remember even these conversations, like when I was growing up and like adults talking about other parents, you know, and how they're not controlling their teenagers and teenagers are rebelling and all of that. And that's so much pressure, right? But that was like the lens I was seeing things from. So that's why it was so hard for me to break all those patterns of seeing my kids like, hey, I just need to come alongside them, helping them feel seen, heard and understood versus like forcing them like to do things my well, way. And, and it's a confusion. It, it's, it's a confusion of understanding, communicating and connecting to other people. Your child is another person and people forget that. They are not a person to control. If you sit and control a wild animal, they will fight back. Mm. They will rebel. So will a child. The idea is not to control them 24 hours a day. I cannot stand the word obey. You know, people go, your child has to obey. Like change obey to cooperate. Mm, Animals obey. Children cooperate. And and it's it's so frustrating to me and I'm sure you now that you have learned different ways when I talk to parents and they think well how do they respect me if I don't yell at them if I don't yell at them they don't respect me and my direct question is always do you respect someone that yells at you if you go to a job and they're yelling at you and they're demanding and they're telling you to do this this and they're giving you no options and they're not asking your thoughts and and giving you choices and uh you know time to work things out on your own or do things on your own are you going to stay at that job for a long time no you're going to quit well kids can't quit so thinking that your child will only respect you if you yell if you're aggressive if you control them is actually the opposite they do not respect you at all for that You're right. You're right. And I remember releasing an episode a while back. It's like, if you want your kids to respect you, you need to model respect to them. How can we expect them to respect us when we're, when we are being disrespectful to them? It's like, it's breaking. Yeah. Anyways, I was going (laughs) to counseling and I started doing things differently, but I really struggled implementing the strategies. I felt like I was going back to my old automatic ways of doing things and thinking, especially when I was overwhelmed and stressed out. I noticed that if by the end of the day, especially in the evenings, I was a lot more triggered by my kids. I was a lot more frustrated with them. And literally the part of my brain, right? 
that could help me remember all these tools and skills. It just wasn't even working anymore because I was so overwhelmed and stressed out myself. Around the same time, after I started therapy, a couple months later, I bought a course that uh, was shifting my mindset about prioritizing my needs as a mom and seeing it as like serving my whole family. If I'm in a good place myself, it taught me some healthy habits. It, um, I've read the book, the morning miracle that they mentioned in that course. And it, I started getting up early before my kids and using that time to center myself and ground myself and create some positive habits do some meditations and journaling and just reading and like using that time to just like do things that call me and center me. So I'm not reactive and jumping into the day as the kids are getting up, just having a practice that supported me. And I noticed a significant change. I started doing deep breathing in the morning, just like as a regular thing, right? out of like the stressful moment with my kids. And I noticed about two weeks in as starting doing this as a regular practice in the mornings, I noticed that when I would get frustrated with my kids, my body would start to automatically deep breathe. I didn't have to like remind myself, oh, I have to take deep breaths. My body already knew what it needed to do to calm me and just to like deescalate me and it knew what it what worked to relax me and it would just automatically start deep breathing and i'm like whoa this stuff is working and it really helped me kind of move forward because when i was in a better place myself mentally emotionally and like i was able to implement the strategies with the parenting it was just easier because i was in a good place because my needs were met I wasn't running an empty anymore. And granted, this is then COVID hit. Like, and like we were stuck at home with the kids all the time. So it was challenging. And seriously, the fact that I had a counselor that I met with via Zoom every week, and because I was implementing things to support myself, getting up before my kids in the morning and creating quiet time in the afternoon and using that time to recharge, I was literally able to most days be that mom I truly wanted to be for my kids. I love that. And, you know, and it's, it's a lot about becoming intentional with everything, you know, deciding that I have to change and I have to get better at this. And once you help yourself to get better at controlling yourself, because after all, that's, that's all you're in charge of. You can't control what happens around you. The The magic is when you can control how you respond, how you act, how you react. And all the tools and techniques that come into play in creating a cooperative family have to be there alongside you being a healthier person. And you being a person that can control everything that you do so that you are reaching for tools and mastering the methods that need to be mastered and that you're not reacting. Hi, Celia here. Just allow me to take a quick break from this podcast. And thank you for listening, by the way. I'm often asked because I'm on a mission to stop a million parents from yelling at their kids. 
how does one stop yelling at their kids? And people will give you all these calming techniques and all these things that you can do, which I will offer you as well. However, the best way to stop having to yell at your kids is by eliminating the need to yell. When there is no reason to yell, when your children are listening and your children are cooperating, then there's no yelling. So let me ask you, what would it mean to you if you actually could go day after day after day without yelling, with your kids listening and cooperating and enjoying everything and having fun and laughing a whole lot? What would that mean to you? Time for you to decide this is it. Let's just get intentional with this parenting thing. Let's just learn what I need to know because evidently there's stuff I don't know and that's okay. We're not born automatically with these skills. We learn skills from everywhere to do everything. Let's learn skills how to parent. Check out My Tranquility Tribe by going to mytranquilitytribe.com. Mytranquilitytribe.com. In this tribe, you will meet other parents with the same intention of making the best childhood they can for their kids. You'll get masterclasses that are in-depth trainings on things every parent needs to know. You get to work with me two times a month group coaching. You also get an online learning system that puts that parenting system right in place in your home. Everything you need and more. So go to MyTranquilityTribe.com. Let's create a generation that does not have to recover from their childhood and in fact can blossom from it. Now back to our podcast. As an overwhelmed, stressed out person, because an overwhelmed, stressed out person will never react in a calm manner. They will always overreact and then feel bad about it. Yeah. And I think that's where kind of like my journey began. I'm like, whoa, so many more moms are struggling with this and they need to know the things that I've learned that helped me a lot because I've learned that I'm an introvert. I also learned that I'm a highly sensitive person, which means I do need some extra alone time every day to recharge. But so many moms go, 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 go all day long. They don't have that time for themselves. They don't make it a priority. They overcommit to too many things. They are trying to be these super moms. And then that's when they get that overwhelmed, so frustrated, and then they react with their families. And then they feel bad about themselves. And it's like this spiral that keeps going. And then when you feel internally bad, you don't respond positively anyways. And it just like keeps going and going. So no, you can't control your kids, right? You can, you know, guide them, direct them, teach them and, you know, try to get them to cooperate, but technically you can't control them. But the only person you can control is yourself. And that's why I teach a lot of like healthy um, habits for moms that will support them. Just even silly things like setting boundaries with your phone, not to be on your phone so much. Cause when we scroll so much and then our kids need something, we just get like annoyed by them, right? Just silly things like that, but that do make a difference in your right. day and how you respond. And they're not silly. They're important. And, you know, phone usage, role models, phone usage. 
So when your children get old enough to have a phone, if you're the type of parent that's always on the phone, your children will do the same. You know, so taking that into consideration, plus so many parents feel like their job is to entertain their kids 24-7. Well, let me tell you, parents, your job is not to entertain your kids 24-7. And in fact, if you do, you're doing them a disservice. As much as you need downtime, they need downtime. So you can have a downtime break in the middle of the day that gives all of you downtime time to chill out, time to relax, time to be on your own and just discover creativity and all the things that run through your mind when you're not thinking about something totally distracting you. Yeah, by the way, I mean, my only my youngest naps, who's one, the rest of the boys obviously don't. And so we have quiet time. Every time we have a full day at home, they have quiet time. And even school days, they come from school, they have a snack, they change, and it's quiet time yes. for like half an hour, yeah. um, just for them to decompress and just cool off after the full day. And it helps me too, right? Before like we re-enter homework and all of that. So let me tell your audience a few tips. Please do. They can do, Please right? do. We've already told them tips, but yes. tell more, tell more. Yes, things that <laughs> they can do today to feel less overwhelmed, to feel less stressed out. So number one thing is look at your schedule and see what things you can delete and just release, okay? Many times moms overcommit to too many things. Oftentimes it, become, it comes from a mindset of, oh, I have to be a super mom. She's doing it. How? I mean, I should or have to do it. Just because you can doesn't mean you should and doesn't mean that it's serving your whole family. If your kids are in a ton of activities and you're gone every single evening and you're constantly rushing, go, 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 you have absolutely no time to recharge. Your kids don't have time to recharge. You will be more reactive. That's everybody. Okay. You will find yourself raising your voice more easily. It's just like because you're so overwhelmed, because your nervous system is so overloaded. Like part of the reason that helps moms be more patient and calm, like from what I teach, is having downtime to decompress, to calm your nervous system. But if you're constantly going, 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 you won't have that time. So look at your schedule and see some things that can be deleted and just released and look at it and say, to yourself, is this serving our family or is this creating more chaos? Just because your kid really wants to be in an activity doesn't mean it's actually serving the whole family. If it's creating more chaos for everyone and it's contributing to more frustrations and overwhelm in your whole life, my opinion is to look at it and be like, this is just not the right season for it. I love you, honey. I wish we could do it right now. We need to say no to this. And over scheduling stresses out everyone. So yes, you're not, getting stressed, yes, not, you're getting overwhelmed. Your children are getting stressed and overwhelmed. Everything's hurried. Everything's a rat race. And no one is doing well from that. No, there is no reason to have after school activities every single day unless they're in a school, you work full time and the school itself has an after school activity. But for you to be racing around every day of the week 
is doing no good for anybody. And if your kids have homework, when are they going to do that? When do they get downtime enough to do their work and relax? Where does relaxation come into play? So you're not just stressing them out, yourself out, you're stressing them out. Yeah. And I think one of my friends who teaches to be less busy and one of the things she mentioned, she's like, look at your schedule and kind of know your own limits and look at it and say, how many evenings a week do we need to stay home? Like for my family, we need to be home four evenings a week. If it's, if we're out, you know, more than three evenings a week, it, it creates a lot of overwhelm for me and a lot of chaos because I'm an introvert. I'm highly sensitive. That's too much for me. And I don't show up as my best self. Okay, one week I can handle it, maybe two weeks. But if it just keeps on going, like it's just not serving anybody. And so my kids also need that time to decompress and recharge. And if you're an introvert, if maybe some of your kids are introverts, like keep that in mind as you plan and look forward and commit to things. Exactly. You know, it's what you have to realize is that your children feel everything you feel, everything. So if you're having a bad day, they're going to feel that and they're going to react accordingly. If something's going wrong, if there's sadness in the family, they're going to feel that. So you need to talk to them about that. You have to be open to discuss things with your children. And if they're feeling like they're stretched too thin, talk about it. And and they're stretched too thin for a reason, because there's too much stuff going on. You know, when, when I was a child, gratefully, we didn't have all these 90 million options kids have today. There are a lot of options out there. We stayed home. We played outside. We played with our friends. That stuff doesn't get old. It doesn't go out of style. Your child needs to be outside. They need to play with friends. They need to have more relaxing days, less rush days. Yes, there are all kinds of activities we want to put our kids in, but it also goes back to your child doesn't need to be entertained 24-7. Your child needs downtime and needs to create their own entertainment. So what's another great tip for our listeners? Yeah, and I just want to add to that. If a lot of times when it comes to connective parenting, you have to have the time to connect with your kids. And if you're constantly going, 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 you're not going to have that time. So that's like another thing why it's important not to overschedule. So another thing is that I do teach moms when you feel overwhelmed and stressed out all that mental overwhelm, you're keeping track of too many things. You got to sit down and put it all on paper journal it out, like just brain dump everything that feels heavy and overwhelming, just bullet points, or just for me, I have a journal and I'm like, I just emotionally vomit everything. (laughs) I'm like, this feels overwhelming, this stressful, you know, this is not going my way. Because when we try to keep it all in our mind, that's when it gets like, really big. And that's when we it's easier to explode because our mind is just so overloaded, get it out of your mind and on paper. It's such a simple thing. But so many people don't do it. And because I do journaling on a regular basis now, like it doesn't collect so big in my mind, even like yesterday, like for me, this is like the hard week of the month. And so yesterday was one of those days where everything just felt like blah, 
And I told my husband, I'm like, I need an hour to myself. Can you please occupy the boys, take them somewhere like the baby's napping. I literally just need to sit there and journal. Like that's it, just journal. And I did. And I felt so much lighter. I didn't even talk to anybody. I literally just put it all into a journal. And I felt mentally and emotionally so much lighter because I emotionally processed and I mentally like released it all on paper. And so this is like a simple thing that is free. You can do it. And it's going to help you feel so much better and lighter and like help the rest of the family because you feel better. Yes. And I so agree. Journaling is so healthy. And if you have difficulty sleeping, brain dump before you go to bed. Mm -hmm. If you wake up in the middle of the night at two o'clock in the morning and you're like thinking, oh my gosh, I forgot to do this. Or, you know, I have this appointment tomorrow. I forgot all about it. Have a pad of paper and a pen next to your bed and write it down. Because once it's out of your brain and it's written down, your brain releases it and you won't dwell on it. So great, great advice. Great advice. Yeah, thank you. And the next thing I wanted to share with your audience, this is, I already touched on it earlier. This is a simple thing, but we oftentimes um, have so many notifications on our phones that pull us in so many directions. This is a simple thing you can do today is go into the settings and turn off notifications. I literally only have phone calls that come through. Text messages don't even make a noise. Like, except my husband, when he texts me, like, it'll make a ding. You can do like bypass certain people, but the rest of the people, like, unless I open my phone, then I see that there's notifications. My social media doesn't show anything until I open the app. Then I see that red message or whatever. And it's part of my job. And the reason I do this is because when we hear noise and notification. Let's say we're making dinner and one of our kids comes up to us and they need something, they got hurt and you're already multitasking because you're making dinner and you're helping this child. And then you keep hearing this ding, 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 ding. And it's just like your brain is wanting to check your phone because of that dopamine rush that we all get. It's just designed that way. And it's pulling you from being present with your kids. It's trying to pull your brain into even more directions. And then you get frustrated that your child is not getting over his, you know, pain or whatever, because you just want to check your phone. So it's like one of these things that is really, really simple, but will make a huge difference. Turn off like if you are in any of like group messages, those are horrible <laughs> because they just like I the agree. notifications <laughs> just keep going and going and going. And it becomes really overwhelming. So if you're especially if you're like me, you're highly sensitive, you get overstimulated quickly. And overstimulation is a thing. It really is. And so this is a simple thing you can do today to feel less overstimulated and less overwhelmed and less pulled in multiple different directions. Great advice. And and sometimes, you know, those notifications, the phone itself, noise or no noise can be so distracting. You know, even if you're in the middle of doing something and your phone is wherever your phone is, all of a sudden you're like, oh, I wonder if I missed anything, you know, and then you have to go check it. Kids need you. If you're holding a phone in your hand, you are sending a direct message that you are not as important as this phone. If this phone rings, it's it's taken over for you because I'm going to answer it. So when you, you're with your kids, be with your kids. 
talk with your kids, look at your kids, listen with your eyes and your heart, not just your ears. So is yes. that, do we have another tip left or is that our last Yeah, I, I can share another tip. When okay, they, one more, one more bonus yes. tip. Love yes. It. When things feel tense and overwhelming and stressful and you notice that you are starting to kind of like react with your kids. Um, one of the best things that I do share with my mamas is if everyone is physically safe, communicate that you need a break and that you need to walk away. Because if you continue to stay in this escalated, emotionally charged situation, eventually it will lead to an explosion because that stress builds up in your mind. So recognizing like, oh, my tone is getting kind of rude and disrespectful. I'm starting to raise my voice and just telling your kids like, I need a five minute break. I will be back. Um, my kids, like the baby's one, I'll strap her in in a high chair and give her some snacks that I know she's not going to choke on. The boys, I either put them in separate rooms or if they already had their quiet time, I will literally just turn on some screens for them and remove myself into a different room. I live in Florida now. It's super nice outside. I can walk outside and just look at the trees in my yard and just watch the squirrels and just take some deep breaths to like just to deescalate myself and calm my nervous system down. In Minnesota, where I used to live before, it was pretty cold this time of the year. So I would just go to my room upstairs. Just don't take your phone. That's leave it, leave it in the kitchen, leave it somewhere else because it's going to be so tempting. And then go lay down on your bed. Just close your eyes. Take some deep breaths. Visualize being at a calm, peaceful place, wherever that is. For me, it's like a beach. And just take some deep breaths to calm your nervous system down. It is really, really important to do that because if we don't take that time to literally calm our nervous system down and stay in that escalated, emotionally charged situation, it is pretty easy to get sucked into it. Um, so I just know that about myself. And I do teach this to my mamas because I want you moms to react less and respond more, be more patient, be more calm and doing things proactively to support yourself will really set you up for success. And as parents, our children are born with emotion. They are not born with the knowledge of how to regulate them. So if you are physically taking a break from a situation you are then giving your child permission to do the same. And you have to give them permission to do the same. If they need a break, one of the ways you can calm yourself down is to actually take that break. Walk away five minutes. Don't take insult to it. Give that space to your partner. Give it to anyone you talk to that if something's going in the wrong direction and being escalated where you don't want it to be, allow your children, allow yourself and allow your partner to take a break. Yes. Don't avoid it. Come back. Talk about it when you're mm -hmm. all under control and you can come back constructively and productively, but allow each other to take that break. You are the role model. And by you doing it, you're teaching your children to do the same. Yes, for sure. I totally agree with you. And I think like for me, I recognize that when things get escalated, especially with one of my sons, he starts to make all these nasty faces and noises. And it's 
when he's, you know, in a bad place internally himself, he's being disrespectful and he, um, and it's so easy for my mind from the way I was raised to see it as like, oh, he's being disrespectful. I need to force him to respect me. It's just too triggering for me to remain and in that situation and remain calm. So I have to, I will tell him like, I am really getting angry right now and I have to go take a break so I don't say or do anything hurtful. And like, I literally have to walk away because I'm just too escalated about the situation. Um, and so just like, those are the things that, like, I think are really important for parents to recognize and know, do I do it perfectly every time? No. Do I still make mistakes and mess up? Yes. But that's not my norm. And it used to be my norm. Yes. And I just want to make a point on what you said. Do I force my child to respect me? Because uh, so many people come from that mindset. If you are forcing your child to do anything, respect is not the outcome fear is the outcome. If you are mm. screaming and yelling and forcing your child to get a new attitude, you are creating fear in them. You are not creating respect. They will listen to you screaming and yelling because they're afraid of you now. They are going to the next level of what's coming next. And so they're listening. It has absolutely zero to do with respect. So I just wanted to touch on that because that's how we break these generational cycles of dysfunction and abuse. They're so embedded in our brains that we fall back to them because that's the voices in our head that tell us what to do. And of course, the majority of those voices were put there when we were children. And mm -hmm. I just did a live broadcast in my Tranquility Tribe talking about how our children and ourselves got those voices, you know, from the name calling and the and the shaming and all the uh, labeling that we do as parents. And we just crush those spirits and those egos and, you know, the confidence and the self-esteem is all gone, gone, gone. Cross it off the list because it is really crushed. So it's hard to not fall back on those old habits, but it is really important to remember to practice these strategies that you have brought forward and that, you know, we've talked about to really make a difference in your child's lives. Because as I always say, we're raising adults, not children. Yes. And I think like the last thing that I want you uh, listeners to walk away is that to remember that when you are feeling better yourself, like internally, your needs are met, your mental, emotional, physical needs are met. It is just easier to implement all these parenting strategies because your brain now has the space to remember them and implement them and follow through. When you are running an empty, when you're overwhelmed, when you're spread too thin, your brain doesn't have the energy to implement the self-regulation and implement all the new learning skills, it's possible, but it will feel a thousand times harder. So that's kind of like why it's so important to do take care of yourself. And remember that all of those feelings you get from being overwhelmed and stressed out and the various triggers 
are the same triggers your children are feeling. Mm. They're not different triggers because they're children. Mm-hmm. They still get overwhelmed. They still get stressed. They're hungry. They need sleep. They're thirsty. All of those things we adults need too. And you're, you know, as parents, we're so quick to go, oh, it's lunchtime. I have to feed the kids. And then before you know it, you're looking two hours later and you didn't even eat lunch. And you're like, yes. why Why are you crossed off the list? Why, why don't you get to eat? You get to eat. You get to rest. You get to sit down and read a book. I, I don't know. I'm sure you get the same thing. I have so many parents that will say to me, I used to love to read. I don't read anymore. Why don't you read? You need to put it, like you said earlier, put it on your schedule. I just, I have really... Because, you know, between my clients and recording podcasts like this and all of these things, my day is so full from morning to night. And I've been really trying to be diligent about taking little exercise breaks. Mm -hmm. And I put them in my calendar because they're not in my calendar and I have a break. I will sit there and I'll be like, oh, I'm just going to take this break for a minute, which I need to do. But that break might last an hour doesn't need to last an hour. It can last a half hour and then I can do a little quick 20 minutes of exercise and then I can get back to what I'm doing. You have to get intentional about what you want to do. And one of the things I'm going to add to your list because I teach my parents is environmental chaos. And Mm. one of the things that is always going on that causes our stress is noise. If you're the type of parent that has a TV on, all the time, regardless if someone is watching it, turn it off. That background noise that's constantly going is stressing everybody out, you and your yeah. kids. So yeah, I, I guess I didn't think of that one. You know why? Because well, because I, you can't do I everything because ha- you, yeah. you want clients. So. Yes, but also I didn't think of the one that you said environmental. Like when you said environmental, I was thinking of like physical clutter and stuff like that because that will also stress you out. Right, um, yes. Just the house, oh, clutter is another house. big one. Right. Yeah, but like the TV. <laughs> That's for another podcast. <laughs> yes, but the TV is off a lot in our house. And so I was growing growing up where the TV was off. Unless someone's physically watching, it was off. And same thing in our house, unless someone is sitting there and watching the TV, it's just turned off. It's just the way it is. So I didn't even think of that one, but right. you know, it is, it does happen a lot in so many families. It does. Cause there's TVs in every room, every room. Some people have more TVs literally than they have rooms in their house. No, we because have one. There are so <laughs> many TVs. So the kids go into a playroom, they turn on the TV and mm-hmm. then they leave and that TV's on. And then they sit in another room or, or, you know, someone comes home from work, they sit down, they're watching TV. Now there are two TVs going on. Mm, and then there's, well, like you said, yeah. phone, bings and bongs, and you know, music could be on and electronic toys that are making noise. And, you know, you're like, okay, I'm, my brain is about to explode. Sensory overload. And then you explode and you're like, what the heck? And it was actually, you're just literally too much stimulation. Right. Right. Exactly. Well, Elizabeth, such a joy having you on and so much great information. Talked about not overscheduling, brain dumping. Well, wise, 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 brain dump guys get in the habit. Notifications on your phone, uh, communication, taking a break, allowing yourself to take a break, giving permission for others to take a break, eliminating noise, so many things. 
so many things you can do. Like pick one. You don't have to do it all. Pick one. Mm -hmm. I hope that as you listen to these podcasts, mine, others, you watch things on YouTube, take away one tip, one tip that you can implement today. Don't say, oh, I have to do all these things. Okay, I have to I have to fix my schedule. I have to do this. I have to do this. You're back to the overwhelm. Pick one thing that you're like, oh yeah, you know what? I can turn those TV off, TVs off or I can walk away or I can take a break. Pick something and just say, today I'm going to do that. And tomorrow I'm going to do that. And the next day I'm going to do that. And get in the habit and then pick something else because eventually it will work. You deserve it, guys. You deserve not to feel stressed out and miserable and guilty all the time. That's no fun. You know, life should be lived. You know, that that hashtag, you only live once. No, you live every day. You only die once. And we're all <laughs> going to be there one day. So live every day the best you can and as peaceful and happy and as loving as you can. So Elizabeth, please share with us one more time your wonderful website um, that you set up just for our Pumped Up Parenting listeners. Thank you so much with lots of free good stuff. Can you share that with us again? Yeah, so emotionallyhealthylegacy.com slash P-U-P for Pumped Up Parenting. And I also have a podcast um, called Emotionally Healthy Legacy. So a lot of tips on there for you mamas who are listening to support yourself mentally and emotionally and physically so you feel better and then you can show up as a better self for your kids. Yes, love it, love it, love it. The last thing is nobody benefits when you're running an empty and nobody suffers when you take care of yourself. That's the perfect ending tip. Thank you. That is so true. Well, thank you so much, Elizabeth. I really appreciate you being here. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. And listeners, I know you really gained a lot from this podcast and I hope you take it into action. And if you know someone else, another parent that's stressing out, which pretty sure all of us parents know another parent that's stressing out, please share this with them so that they can get a little control over their life and realize, oh, you know what? I am important because you are. And as always, guys, I wish you days filled with peace, love, tons of laughter. Laughter is really good for you. It's a great de-stressor. Laugh more. Your kids will laugh more. Have fun. And I'll see you here next time on the Pumped Up Parenting Podcast. Bye-bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Pumped Up Parenting Podcast and being a part of my mission to stop a million parents from yelling at their kids. Be sure to head over to PumpedUpParenting.com and grab your free copy of the Patience Playbook. Wishing there was a manual for your toddler? Well, great news. Now there is. Pick up your copy of Raising Happy Toddlers, How to Build Great Parenting Skills, and Stop Yelling at Your Kids, plus my three new children's books at celiasbooks.com. That's celiasbooks.com. If you're loving this podcast, please feel free to share it with your friends and pay it forward. And also leave a review so I know who you are and can thank you personally. 
Tune in next time for more tips, advice, and strategies as you continue to pump up your parenting and create childhoods that everyone in your family can blossom from. Have yourself a really happy, fun day. Bye-bye.